Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Nathaniel Zerbrig. He is the founder and CEO of the for-profit business Unlimit You, and soon-to-be nonprofit organization Live Life to the Fullest. He is already a multiple award-winning global inspirational speaker, certified coach, and DISC consultant. Through his work, he is able to help people create a victorious mindset that paths them to their purpose, significance, and expand their unlimited potential and be their biggest inspiration. Here's what you don't know about Nathaniel, because that all sounded really good. Now, Nathaniel is chronically ill for 30 years now. He's been through three failed, kid- three failed kidney transplants. He's in line for his fourth. He has had over 4,300 dialysis treatments so far. That's 4,300 in order just to survive. He's had three lung infections. And by medical predictions, he shouldn't be alive for six times now. He's a walking miracle, a living miracle. And he's not sitting here having a pity party for himself. He's not just bunkered down at home. Just woe is me. God, take me, take my life. Why am I here? None of that. He's actually out on stages, giving glory to God through his life, through his pain, through his suffering and calling others to do the same. That's why he's on the show today. So Nathaniel, welcome to Broken Catholic. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I'm so humbled to be on this amazing show and I'm so looking forward to to yeah to speak to you and inspire you all and uh, i believe that it's going to be amazing time to get it all right fantastic so bc nation you can find him at nathanielzerbrig.com or unlimitu.co unlimitu.co you'll have those uh, links in the show notes nathaniel let's get into your story but before we do take a minute and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know yeah, absolutely. So I'm uh, right now, I just turned 32 years old about three weeks ago. I live in Switzerland in Zurich. At the moment, it's crazy cold for anybody living below the, yeah, you know, below the sphere. Um, but uh, yeah, I love, I love life. It's, uh, it's been a crazy year. 
as for everybody as well, um, me not excluded. And the, but yet I realize all the time that God is so on the move uh, in my life, and that's why through me and I love to to just inspire and um, to give my heart to people that to speak life into people, and uh, that's what I'm here for. That I think. I believe that what I'm born for, and uh, that's why I'm here today. Awesome. Now, Nathaniel, let's get right into it. Have you ever had a time in your life where you felt sorry for yourself because of what you were given, like this body with all this stuff going on that isn't like normal? Like, did you ever feel sorry for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Not only once. Uh, I don't know how many times. It was so far, but I remember a specific time when I was about nine years old, when I had my second kidney transplant, which worked for about two and a half years. And uh, you need to imagine, I um, got that kidney transplant with seven years old. And the first seven years, I didn't really live because I was so many times in the hospitals. I was... Uh, fed. Uh, I couldn't feed myself. I was um, not going to school or whatever. And then the second kidney transplant, which worked uh, very good for two and a half years, from age seven to nine and a half years old, um, I I lost it again after two and a half years. And it was it was crazy because the kidney was my best friend. And imagine nine-year-old and you have to leave, you have to uh, take out or kill your best friend in order to, to be alive. Um, that, that was hard. That was really hard because I remember the time I was two weeks in, in my parents' living room uh, on the couch, lying there, didn't speak anything for two weeks, didn't eat anything. And almost didn't move anything. And uh, I just had in mind to just, hey, what's going on, God? Why is that happening to me? Why do I always have to suffer? Uh, all that stuff. And I didn't get any answer, um, which we probably always do when something bad happens or if you feel like it's a bad thing. And uh, so I felt sorry for myself in terms of that I wanted to take my own life. For about one and a half weeks, I was, um, yeah, one and a half to two weeks, I was lying there and just thinking about, hey, how can I end this crappy life? And uh, so my parents were people of faith, or still are, and they realized something needs to be done here because I didn't talk to them. They always come ask me, hey, what do you need? How can we help? But for me, I was like in my world wanting to take my own life. And uh, there was the time uh, Pastor Lucaire came to our place and they prayed, they spoke life into my physical, emotional, spiritual life. And something shifted at that time. Something shifted that I got back to a completely different belief and mindset. And that was the time that I, I would say mostly was sorry about feeling sorry about myself. Mm. So as a young boy, you really didn't get to live a normal life. 
like the other young boys, right? You're in hospitals, you're going in and out of surgeries and treatments. And here you are just lying there wondering why you, why you like God, seriously, why wanting to take your own life. And then your parents notice that something's wrong. They're people of faith. They bring in the pastor. Um, they all pray over you and speak God's life back into you. And something shifts on the inside for you. What changed after that? Great question. For me, it was, there were two parts. One still said, hey, I don't want to leave that life. I want still to give up on everything. You know, when, when the pastor prayed, it didn't shift from one day to another. It took maybe three to six months until I realized, okay, it doesn't make sense or it doesn't help anyone at all if I take my own life. But when the prayer um, was taking, I would say, when the prayer was activated, I realized that another part was in my life that said, hey, just keep going one more day. Can you imagine the, 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 the voice that saying that? Keep going one more day. And so it was basically for me, it was, okay, I'm going to keep until tomorrow. And then tomorrow I will hear the same. Okay, I'm going to do the same. And I think that was, um, I was the Holy Spirit moving in that moment because he knew how he, what I needed in order to keep going. You know, maybe if he, if I would have heard, hey, you have to keep going for the next 20 years in order to get something out of it, I would have finished it. But I, I felt like, hey, I have to keep going every day. And that's what shifted in my life. Hmm. BC Nation, whatever you're going through right now, maybe you want to quit, you want to give up, maybe you want to end it all. Listen to Nathaniel here. Listen to the Holy Spirit who spoke into his life and allow yourself to hear that same voice saying, keep going one more day, just one more day. I've been in trials, struggles in my own life, and I wanted to quit. There was times when I lost everything. I lost my fortune, all the money I had made, everything. All my friends abandoned me, everyone in that I thought cared for me, just all walked out with the money and I wanted to end my life. I know that feeling. It always gets better. When you're at the bottom, it always gets better. That's the good news. Yeah. The yeah. bad news, you don't know when. <laughs> you don't know when, but just go one more day. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, for sure. Nathaniel, thank you for sharing that, brother, because I think that um, that speaks a lot of truth to people right now. Everyone's suffering. BC Nation, that person that uh, cut you off on the, the freeway, on the highway, on the road, um, and gave you the middle finger and cursed at you. They're suffering. That's why they're so angry. They're hurting. Something's hurting in them. Yeah. There's a part of their life they feel out of control. 
and they just can't figure it out. Yeah. Right. And I think this is important, Nathaniel, don't you, that we, we recognize the hurt in each other. We do. I think we, we always do more and more. I think we, I, I realized through the crisis of coronavirus that majority of the people um, realize that we all have something. We all, you know, we all are, we all grew up with already entering into this world dysfunctional because of our parents, grandparents, great, great, great grandparents. You can go back, back to Adam and Eva, Eve. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, I think we realize that. And I think that's a beautiful thing on God because the moment um, that when I was 11 years old and lost my third kidney transplant, I realized that everything will work out together for the good. And I held on to that belief until today. And that's the beauty of God because he can turn ashes into something into flowers, into plant. He can turn anything, a virus into a victory. He can do whatever seems to be worth for us. He can turn it around. Again, we don't know when, but it's gonna happen. If we going to keep going on day after day and not giving up. We are going to get through it, through every tribulation, through every circumstance through every hurt, um, whatever, we are going through it. Uh, we might not know how we are going through it, but that doesn't matter. I always say, you don't, you don't know, you don't have to know the how, you know, you have to know the who. They're in the same word, same spells in different orders. And uh, that's a beautiful, if we can say, okay, God, the who, he's going to make it through it. And uh, we can hold on to that every day, one day at a time. Mm. BC Nation, Nathaniel's dropping some really good wisdom from a place of authenticity, right? He's living it. He's still in it. It's not even part of his past. It's like a continuation. This is the life he was given. And he's decided not to stay down. He decided to stand up and to show others who are down how to get up. This is our purpose. This is why God allows pain in the world. So that one, he may be glorified. And two, we may learn how to love. Mm. How to see others outside of ourselves because... Without pain and suffering around us, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We're naturally very selfish, <laughs> very <laughs> self-centered, right? We walk around looking down at our belly button. That's how we do life. <laughs> so, Nathaniel, <laughs> yes. So, Nathaniel, um, did you ever have a ugly, raw, angry prayer with God about any of this? All the time. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, yeah, I did, I did. Um, but um, um, 
You know, it's it's interesting in my life. I I never was the guy learning how to, you know, explode <laughs> because I was always saying, "Ha, oh, I'm I'm well." When I was a kid, teenager, when I was struggling, brutally, uh, I was always saying, "Hi, hey, I'm doing well," even though uh, it was crappy. Um, so I, I have a hard time to be honest, to, to be angry with somebody and with God. I can do, I, I can be angry in terms, you know, swallowing everything. I'm an expert in that, but, uh, I, I think there were maybe one, two times where, where I just, you know, was angry about God and, uh, told him, hey, if you don't make a change, I'm going to leave it. And, uh, but he knew, I, I know, you know, you know what's funny? When I said it, my talks come up and then I say, well, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it anyway. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'm telling God something that I know I'm not going to do. And um, so, but I think, I'm learning more and more that it's it's we should do it more to be honest. We should do it. We should, you know, tell God sometimes how we really feel and what makes us clappy and uh, crappy. And um, I think He likes it because at most most of the time. Um, yeah, most of the time, um, sorry, what's going on? Excuse me. Do you hear me? Yeah, most of the time when when we do that, God is going to, to bring the breakthrough. Because I think he wants, I believe that he wants us to, to feel that we are on the bottom of it and that we fully depend on him. And that's, when we, uh, you know, when we are on the bottom, we cry the most, we get angry the most, and we do things uh, we shouldn't do, maybe, and uh, all that stuff. But uh, that's a time when he comes into into it even stronger with supernatural things, and uh, yeah, just allow yourself to to do it, to to cry out to God and uh, tell him what's really bothering you. And uh, I, I believe that you also will have a turnaround in your inability. Mm. Did you hear that, BC Nation? Nathaniel's saying, get real with God, even if it's ugly. Share, share the ugly in your heart. Otherwise, it's poison. Yeah. Give it to God. He can handle it. You can't. <laughs> Let's be honest, like you can't, I've had to do it. Nathaniel's had to do it. Maybe you're holding back from God right now, what you really want to say. Maybe you grew up and you were taught and raised in your faith that it's not okay to say anything bad to God, that it's not okay. You don't do that. Like that's bad. I disagree. I think Nathaniel disagrees. That's what relationship looks like. 
if you want relationship with God, like real relationship, it's not always perfect. But relationship, like with your spouse that you love deeply, is you go through the hurts together. You go through the, the celebrations together. You grieve together, right? You do life together. God wants you to do life with him. Share what hurts you. Share what you're angry about. Even if it's at him, tell him, God, I'm angry at you. You didn't show up for me. Chances are he did, but it, it doesn't look that way. You just haven't seen the end game yet. He does, right? So Nathaniel, let's keep going here. And then we'll wrap up. What is the biggest thing you have learned about God through all this suffering that you see? Because so many people, when they suffer or they see suffering in the world, rather than seeing a loving father, they, they blame God and call him an angry, evil tyrant. What have you learned about God? through your own pain experience, your own suffering experience, your own life experience? Great question. I will say uh, two things. The first thing is about change the mindset from why does it happen to what is it for? Perfect. Love it. And the second thing is, um, even though you are in the, in the, uh, on the bottom, start to dream start to, you know, start to express what you really want to have, be, or do in your life. You know, Ephesians 3.16 says, God can do anything more than we ever can dream, imagine, or request of. And for me, that first was so long in my mind, but one day I realized, well, if I will dream always more, you know, then it's gonna, it's going to happen more. But if we come with little dreams, it's still Ephesians 3.16 or 3.20, sorry. It's going to happen. It's always exceeding, but it exceeds in a certain frame where you have dreamed. So, Whenever I am today in a low and on the bottom, I look at, at my life and think about, well, I have all those dreams uh, put on my bedroom walls. I look at them and think they are too small. I have to increase them. And trust me, it takes about, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to be careful here, but in my experience, it was five to 10 years until a dream is going to be fulfilled. And trust me, it's not going to be, you know, the, the kind of striving as the world knows, that striving mentality, oh, I have to go after it. No, it's more like you got the hope set on God that he will bring the right people, the right places, the right opportunities, and the right time. And the more you do that, the more you focus on, on him to, you know, you, you do, for me, the imagination is nothing different than having faith. You imagine something that's not existing yet. And the more you imagine, the more 
you know, you get attracted to certain things. And it's not, it's not a, it's not a worldly thing. I realized that in my life because um, I was, after my third kidney transplant, I wanted to travel to Australia when I was growing up. And so the doctor told me I'm never going to be transplanted again. So I will have to be on dialysis the rest of the life. So for me, it meant like, okay, I'm never going to be able to travel because at that time it wasn't really a thing to travel with dialysis. And uh, so I went up to the hospital. I was so filled with those talks that I never would be able to travel. At the same time, I had a desire to do that, even though I was only 11 years old. And I did something interesting. I went into the bedroom, uh, took out every picture, Australian picture that I had from magazine, newspapers, and put them on the wall. And I looked at it every day, every day. Um, you know, I used, I used to go back into my normal life and all that stuff, going back on dialysis. And then about nine years later, a friend of mine hits me up and says, hey, do you want to come with us to Australia? And that's the beautiful thing. That's what I say. Like, it's just, you know, God is bringing the right moments together the right people. And I went to Australia. I never took it possible. Um, I not only went there for traveling for two months, I went back to Australia uh, two years later for a leadership college for three years. And I used to live in Australia for four and a half years. Um, and that's the beautiful story of that dream that I had the imagination that I put on my wall uh, nine years earlier and trust me it hasn't been only with this it wasn't the case only with that it has been happening many times over and over again when I started to imagine bigger things and go and dream for the impossible mm. so BC Nation what I just heard from Nathaniel is a brilliant brilliant um, little piece of wisdom there which is most of us, many of us dream way too small. The Bible says that God will always give us more than what we dream for ourselves. However, if you're dreaming so small, he may just give you just a little more than what your small vision for yourself and your life is. What Nathaniel is saying and introducing possibly to us the first for the first time is, well, if you dream bigger, God's best for you will always exceed your best for you. Yeah. So the bigger you dream, the bigger th the dream God's going to have for you. Like, think about that for a moment. Why on earth would you dream small? If God's always going to exceed it, and he's always going to have something bigger and better than what you have. Why would you set that bar so low? Doesn't make sense. Don't you want an awesome, epic, amazing life? I do. And by the way, I'm as guilty as the next Nathaniel. I used to dream so small. 
you know, my best, my best money, success, all this stuff or whatever, but it was just so empty and unfulfilling and God allowed it. I got it, but <laughs> it was empty. Right. And I wanted to take my own life. I was miserable when I was at the top. Like, like what the heck is that? So great advice here. Uh, switch over your questions, BC nation. If you're struggling, if you're suffering, if you're in pain right now, Nathaniel says, stop asking why did this happen? Why does this happen? Instead, rather say, what is this for? What is God doing right now? What is God preparing me for? What is about to happen? Like go from why questions to what questions. I think in the, in the business world, why questions are very good for vision and, and setting up your core values and all that stuff. I'm a business guy, but in the spiritual realm, they are disastrous. Never ask why questions with God. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because his ways are much higher than ours. You'll never get a clear answer, right? That will make sense to our little human brains, right? So ask what questions when it comes to God. And then if you're on the bottom, dream more and dream bigger, Nathaniel says. So start doing that this week, start up uh, BC Nation and uh, keep going one more day. God is bringing the right moments together. Great quote, Nathaniel. Great, great quote. All right. So before we head into my favorite part of the show, we're speaking with Nathaniel Zerberg. You can find him at unlimitu.co, unlimitu.co and nathanielzerberg.com. And Nathaniel, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Hope that easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is your what is your favorite thing about God? Um his greatness. What is your least favorite thing about God? Uh he takes way too long. <laughs> takes way too long. What are you most afraid of? Um not no being right with God. No I, in a sense of you know, I want to do the thing and he wants to do something different. Ah, being aligned. Yeah, yeah. being aligned with God. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. What are you struggling with either personally or professionally right now? Um, why now not having enough strength to keep going what I would like to do? Physical strength, right? Yeah, mental No, it's more mental, emotional strength, yeah. Okay, got it. And, you know, I mean, I got to ask, and I'm going to segue for a second, like you're headed into a fourth dialysis, uh, sorry, a fourth kidney transplant. What's going on in your mind right now? I'm excited for that. But again, it's not going to quick enough. (laughs) Yeah, you just want to get it behind you, don't you? Yeah, behind and uh, be from that dialysis uh, away from dialysis because I believe that after that when I have the kidney again I will have a much more stable life which brings back to better psychological emotional mental sure that makes sense get your body back to whole and complete yeah. Uh, one of a good friend of mine, he went through that and I watched him go through dialysis for four years and then get the kidney transplant and you know, he pretty much was going to die, right? That was, that was the, uh, 
the ticket that the doctors gave him. And then a miracle transplant came in from across the country for a little boy drowned and uh, the parents decided to give his kidney and, uh, and save my buddy's life. And he got a fresh start on life. So just an amazing thing. And when you think about that, like at this two, you know, more than one person involved in that kidney transplant, yeah. right. To get that kidney. So may God bless that person's life as well. Uh, what did you spend way too much time doing in uh, this past year? YouTube. yeah stop (laughs) that's so funny uh what secret fear do you have about people secret say again what secret fear do you have about people oh yeah great question my biggest fear is uh of people is being rejected being rejected yeah that's a big one what do you wish you had learned sooner about god I don't know. <laughs> um, if, if you did know, what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Yeah, I think that, yeah, to be angry with him, that, that it's a relationship and not, uh, you know, the way I grew up, God is up here, I'm here. It's Perfect. a relationship. Yeah. That's it. Get the religion out of your relationship, BC Nation. Seriously. <laughs> relationship first then religion both are required want to be clear both are required but relationship takes the priority what is a new habit that you want to form uh getting up earlier getting up earlier i get that what's a bad habit you want to break um being less judgmental. <laughs> uh, being less judgmental. Yes. <laughs> oh man. I, I just said to buddies, I was at a men's group this morning and I was like, you know, this week uh, I've been really judgy with some people <laughs> around me. And I was like, I got to get back, you know, to God and uh, Hey God, can you get this judgy out of me right now? Uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. A visionary positive and consistency yeah consistent for sure pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced god fully in your heart and trusted him oh that uh, that 20 years ago bro um <laughs> i would say um stubborn well, still, I'm still today. But I <laughs> um, I Less would, stubborn. <laughs> yeah, I would say bad listener. What was that? Bad listener. A bad listener. Got it. Yeah. Okay, got been, it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Stubborn and a bad listener. That's not a good combination. And um, last, yeah. <laughs> and last question, Nathaniel. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, what would you say to them? Keep going. Heaven is the focus. Keep going. Heaven is the focus. Did you get that, BC Nation? Keep going. Heaven is the focus. 
Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God and trusting him and surrendering all their pain and suffering versus not? Great question. Yeah, look, I would, I would say the greatest advice I can give you, it's a repeating, um, never ever give up on yourself, on God, because he doesn't, and he doesn't give up on you, on us, and you shouldn't aid it because you have, you have come that far, he has brought you that far, whether you feel it or not, um, it's gonna be way bigger than you think. If you give up, it might not happen. I say might because God always can turn it around. But if you keep going, you will it will be worthwhile all your, all along the journey. And uh, keep going day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute second after second and never ever give up and what is the best way for bc nation to get in touch with you if they so choose i think you got a uh, ebook for them what do you got for them yeah absolutely yeah i got an ebook on both websites nathanielchildbook.com and unlimited.co you can download for free the ebook four step to unlimit your life that helps you to really um, live the big life, the unlimited life that God has called you to be with amazing, great, profound, deep questions. And it's almost like a workbook. Get a hold of it. It's for free. And uh, you can get in touch with me anytime over email, uh, which is also in the ebook and uh, on the website. BC Nation, if you struggle to dream bigger and you're, you're dreaming too small and you don't know the right questions to ask, then go get Nathaniel's ebook. Go get that. He's got the questions in there in a workbook form. He did the heavy lifting. He did the hard work for you. Stop making excuses. Go get the book for free at unlimitu.co nathanielzerberg.com download that really quickly answer some of the questions fill it out and start dreaming bigger and then expect that god will deliver an even bigger dream for your life nathaniel zerberg thank you for being on broken catholic i wish you god's love peace and joy in your life sir BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.